BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Morning Toast. Happy Hump Day. It's Hump Day, y'all. Don't forget to hump someone you love. And in the spirit of Hump Day, do-do-do-do-do is here. We missed him so much. I really did miss him. Seeing him this morning was such a sweet treat. That's what he does. Surprise and delight. Surprise, delights, humps, period. And you should do the same today on this glorious hump day here in Manhattan. Yes. Um, we have a great show for you today. We actually have so much to cover. Five past five, of course. Of course. Real Housewives of New York episode last night and the Real Housewives of Dallas finale, which I'm pretty sure you didn't watch. I didn't. I tapped out. It was so bad. Um, and then we also have Dear Toasters, which is our advice segment. So I just feel like this is going to be almost, a, if not longer than an hour. And I'm just grateful to be alive. Grateful to be alive, though I just have a lot on my mind today and on my heart. I'm so upset about what's going on in Israel. Like, hundreds of rockets are being thrown at Israel from Gaza. It's so upsetting. And what's maybe more upsetting is the response from the media and celebrities in America who think that they are political science experts. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm in shock. No, what's really upsetting to me is... Honestly, at the end of the day, and I really do believe this, like everyone is entitled to their opinion. And if you, if that is your opinion, like I do respect it. I really do. But the vitriol coming my way, so deep rooted in anti-Semitism, whether it's in an overt way or like in a subtle way, that's what's really scary. And I feel like we've been saying this for a while. Like there is like, there's this pass for anti-Semitism in our media, in our country, in our rhetoric. And it's just really coming to light. Lots of anti-Semites just showing their, their vibes in mm-hmm. these past few days. And I just really, I'm not going to tell anyone how to feel. I'm, I feel very strongly on the side of Israel and that's my prerogative. Um, I just really encourage you guys to look at legitimate sources. Bella Hadid is not a legitimate source. Influencers, we're not legitimate sources. We are not. No. So Instagram graphics like are not legitimate sources. This is a years, centuries long conflict that can't be summed up in an Instagram graphic. And you know what? It's actually okay to be ignorant about it and not know really what's going on. But what's not okay is just to post something and because you saw something and spread misinformation, knowing that you don't really know what's going on. So Emily Ratajkowski, like we weren't waiting for your thoughts on the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. No, and um, actually. The conflict will go on despite your Instagram story, despite my Instagram story as well. I'm not 100%. saying that I'm any and different. Typically when it comes to like posting Instagram stories about things that are going on, um, my 
my mentality is when I feel like no one is saying something that I feel compelled to speak. And before I posted, I had not seen one influencer mm -hmm. who was standing with Israel. Israel is the only democracy in the Middle East. They it's are the only safe up. place for the LGBTQ plus community in the Middle East. They have a pride parade. It is it's so if you layered. Stand, it's layered. It's layered. If you stand for human rights, if you stand for women's rights, if you stand for LGBTQ plus, plus. rights, I don't see how you don't stand with Israel. No, 100%. Your, your, your wokeness is contradicting itself. Yeah. Also, um, I watched a segment uh, that Trevor Noah did on it, and his overall message I did not agree with. But he did make a really good point because this is, like I said, so layered. Um, and you could just pick up you know, any day and, and want to take a side of the conflict. And you could pick, you can't just start three days ago and be like, oh, Israel is wrong. L like you can, you don't know what's, unless you keep up with what's been going on, you could just pick up any day and say one side is right and one side is wrong. So just please stop. Like it's really, no, it's offensive. That's also the issue with the media where there are rockets being launched into Israel for days now. And when Israel defends itself, then it's a story. Israel right. launches rockets into Gaza. Right. What about the hundreds that, Israel it. only retaliates. Like Israel I don't only defends itself. And the way that I see it is that if Israel's enemies laid down their weapons, there would be peace. If Israel laid no. down... Yes, yeah, sorry. If Israel's enemies laid down their weapons, there would be peace. If Israel laid down their weapons, there would be no Israel. Yeah, I'm just seeing a lot of contradictory double standards, and it's really been difficult to be on social media in the last... 48 hours but um sorry i'm not sorry and i support israel we support israel don't get it twisted this is our show yeah this is not <laughs> anyone else's show this is our show and i do i respect other people's opinions and all i ask is that my opinions are respected and i don't think that's asking a lot and calling me a white supremacist when i'm literally a jewish person is so fucking no, that's offensive the, that's the funniest like calling the jews who stand with israel nazis like, do you know what white supremacist again, history look it up sweetie Jackie, do you know what the white supremacists think of jews not fondly. <laughs> Not so just fondly. please. Like, it's really annoying. I respect your opinion. Please respect mine and leave me the fuck alone, okay? You're more than welcome to unfollow me. Like, I can't stress that enough. Right. And it's okay to not be super informed. Just don't go around posting graphics like you are. Yeah. And the graphics are killing me. Like, they're so <laughs> stupid and they're so not based in fact. They're not, they don't have sources. No, it, 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 it's crazy. The things that I've been seeing are so shocking to me. This idea that, like, Israel is like a colonial settler when. Israel is a country that goes by the same name, that speaks the same language, that follows the same religion as it has for thousands of years, since the literal Bible. Bible. Yeah, Bible. Um, I don't want to get in my so, soapbox too much. But. No, I, I don't either, but I really feel like, and I think especially for toasters and a lot of people listening, like they genuinely are like, how can Vanessa Hudgens be saying this and you guys are saying this? Like, how is it so different? different? It's two different sets of facts yeah 100 so i just feel like because no one else literally no one else is going to take up for israel it is our job yes i stand with you sis and i stand with israel Ooh. therefore we both actually i think i'm sitting with you i'm not really much of a stander <laughs> that works too claude um great show today fast five a good amount of stuff happened over the last 24 hours there was a businessman bow engagement there was and we'll be talking about it we really will i just want to share with everyone that i did something this morning that i think is worthy of sharing okay this morning i rose and i groaned i woke up early and i worked out <gasps> because wow. we're going on a trip i've yeah. been on a really good cadence of wellness and i just wanted one last like push 
before we have a great weekend. And so I feel like really proud of myself because I'm not a morning person, let alone a workout in the morning person. Mm -hmm. And I did it. She rose and she you. groaned. I did not rose or groan today. I just kind of stumbled. I didn't have time. You to just groaned. I just didn't even get my coffee. Like, I'm just dead, you know? Oh, my God. That's so sad. I've just been doing a lot getting ready for our trip. We have a spray tan. Like, I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but it is a lot. The packing. So I just, like, honestly, I couldn't take on any more trauma. Okay. <laughs> and the coffee is, like, starting to traumatize me. The anxiety and the jitters. Like, that finger thing yesterday, that was crazy. But like, I also think it's the pressure of this TikTok series. Like, you it's have so just... Much people are waiting you're like, taking on way too much i am and you know Plus what this the toast in 60 seconds how does she do it all so i am going to take a brief pause like for just a few days until we get back from nashville um on the coffee series you're, Unless, gonna, you're gonna lay off the sauce i'm laying off the sauce temporarily okay well i guess without further ado do, do, do where are you right here because it's hump day here are the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast and today's episode is brought to you by Siesta Key and the Hills New Beginnings. They are back on MTV Wednesday, May 12th, starting at 8 p.m. That is today. What's going on in Siesta Key? Juliet is living the lavish life with her boyfriend, Sam, who is a billionaire. But will Kelsey rain on their parade when they clash over their rival swimsuit brands? And this season, Brandon, Chloe, Madison, Amanda, and Garrett are trying to move forward. But will their past pull them back under? While Siesta Key is embracing the unknown, the Hills New Beginnings is all about moving forward. Heidi and Spencer's relationship is put to the test as they realize they're on two different pages when it comes to having another baby. Brody and Audrina are back in the dating pool, but as they start seeing other people, they begin to realize that they may be ready to be more than just friends. Justin Bobby reaches out to reconnect with his estranged family as he looks to his past in order to settle down and plan for his future. Plus, a long-awaited reunion years in the making with a former castmate you'll have to see to believe. With this Hollywood, will this Hollywood crew be able to begin again? Find out during the season premieres of Siesta Key and The Hills New Beginnings, starting Wednesday, May 12th at 8, only on MTV, that's tonight, Wednesday, May 12th on MTV. Love it. I am truly so excited. Okay. Me as well. Are you ready for our first story? Yeah. Taylor Swift and Olivia Rodrigo finally meet in person at the Brit Awards. Last night were the Brit Awards and... There they was looked a, fabulous. They did look fabulous. And they looked fun and poppin' and lit and Little Mix was there with their two pregnant bellies. And there was 2,500 people, I think there were frontline workers, in the audience and I don't believe that they were wearing masks so it was really just like a sight to see yeah I mean it's it's very exciting it's crazy like as we're getting back Olivia Rodrigo meeting Taylor Swift finally as you all know the journey like super fan Taylor really supported her from early days of driver's license and now they're together which is sort of confirming Snitch's theory that she has that when that Taylor Olivia's does gonna... go on tour, Olivia Rodrigo is going to open for her. Yes, it was very exciting seeing the culmination of like a social media relationship finally hit the big time. I hope it was like as good IRL for them as it was online. Did you see that Olivia Rodrigo had like a bunch of handwritten notes that she gave to people? Taylor got one, Harry Styles got one, and Harry Styles left his on the table when oh my he God. left. That is like really traumatizing and I sad. Know. I know. But I feel like Olivia Rodrigo had the best night of her life, and I'm just so happy for her because she deserves it. I agree with that. And, and her album's coming out. Oh, and a, kind of like a supplemental story is la um, maybe like two days ago, Joshua Bassett came out, I believe, as bisexual or queer. I'm not 100% sure what, um, what he identifies as. But that was a big story, too. Just like another development in this very complex love triangle. Once again, it's layered. It is very layered, ongoing, and are him and Sabrina still together? See, I don't know, and like, I just need to close this chapter, and mm -hmm. I don't think I can do that without getting like a final confirmation on their relationship. Like, was it worth all of this? 
I don't know. I feel like they're not together. I haven't seen a picture of that. I don't know how they could be, unless it's true love. Unless it's true love, which in which in that case, this whole saga would have been worth it for them, and it would have been okay. Yeah, for sure. But one never knows. One never knows. Next story is some really crazy TV news. Ellen DeGeneres is ending her talk show. She says it's just not a challenge anymore. Ellen is signing off. Yeah, that's why. Daytime's most recognizable face has decided her upcoming season. The show's 19th will be the last. The decision, which fell to Ellen, is said to have been several years in the making. She informed her staff on May 11th and will sit down with longtime pal and daytime predecessor, Oprah, to discuss the news on Ellen's May 13th show. She said, when you're a creative person, you constantly need to be challenged. And as great as the show is, and as fun as it is, it's just not a challenge anymore, she told The Hollywood Reporter. Yeah, so I'm just, like, not going to believe that. I'm going to choose not to believe that I mean this is there's been talks about Ellen like ending her show but she always persevered on and I do think like this enormous scandal that she went through at the beginning of the year or last year um definitely contributed to it but I actually have a lot of respect for her for like not going out in a low she did do I don't know what her ratings are like I don't watch her show but she did come back she did recover she apologized and now she can go out with some dignity, and I do respect that. I do. I agree. And everything must come to an end at some point. And 19 so is a lot. I imagine it's not challenging anymore, and it's also not fun. I imagine it's definitely not fun, but I don't know ever, like, how challenging it really was, you know? Yeah, well, everything is a challenge to when you're starting out, you know? Yeah. And no, if you're doing, like, new things and you feel like you're really doing something, but I just, I'm sure, you know... It's time for a change. But with her new show that I was talking about earlier this week, Ellen's Next Big Designer, the show's really good. Yeah. And I'm sure she has a lot of projects like that, and she works on a lot of things behind the scenes. Again, it's weird that it's like Ellen's Next Top Designer, even though she's not even on the show that I've seen. But that's the thing, like, with celebrities now. Like, why would Ellen go into a studio every day and, like, film for hours when literally she could attach her name to something and probably make just as much money? Yeah. And then she could go live in her mansion with Portia and just, like, save animals well some people also like love the fame like the forward facing part yes but i do think after you know so many years in the industry like that's not that's no longer a it loses its luster yeah Yeah. so this is really interesting i do think and we were talking about this earlier how i think kelly clarkson is going to be like the next ellen like to me when i'm thinking who's thriving in the daytime space it's kelly clarkson i can't even think of anyone else and they are both on nbc right i think so so i just think that like one small step for Ellen won largely for Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> I guess so. You know, it's big. Like, yeah. Ellen owned daytime for so long. People came, people went. The Meredith Vieira show, the Chris show, the Bethany show, the Harry Connick Jr. show. Justice for that one. Tyra, she was successful for a while. But Ellen kind of, like, owned it. And now it's like there's going to be a new queen. Is it going to be Kelly Clarkson? Yes, it is. Does she deserve it? Yes, she does. I put my money on Kelly every day. Yeah. In every um, way. I'm not putting my money on Drew Barrymore. Just not. Mm-mm. No, Kelly or bust. Kelly or bust. Kelly to the moon. Kelly to the moon. Are you ready for our next story? A little happy couple news with the businessman, Bo. It's a little happy couple news with the businessman, Bo. Caitlin Bristow screams for joy in proposal video shared by Jason Tardick. He says it was the reaction I was hoping for. Caitlin let out a few happy screams when Jason asked her to marry him. He surprised the former bachelorette by proposing to her Monday while recording an episode of her podcast, Off the Vine. I really hope she uses it as a podcast. Of course she's going. Get like a Neil Lane sponsorship or like a The Knot, you know, and make it like a wedding central. Yeah, they don't even have to do that because so many people are going to tune in. Because also, it's crazy that like his 
engage his proposal speech was recorded most people like you take the pictures after mm -hmm. you never really hear what the person says during the proposal it's a very intimate moment and, and you're the so blacked out usually like, forgets so yeah. it's usually like a moment in time that's kind of lost so it's pretty cool that they have it recorded i i mean I think we've all known that this was like OTP forever and it was just a matter of them doing it on their own time and I'm so happy for them. They are the true culmination of businessman Bo and I'm just thrilled. Caitlin looked gorgeous. She like recently dyed her hair back to dark mm -hmm. and she had like a sickening manicure and it was just like kind of a perfect moment. You know, begs the question like did she know, you know? No, I agree. But then also they came at us prepared. Like they didn't just post the minute it happened. They got some tasteful shots done they had shots of the ring she had her sweet manicure the ring. she had like a look with like that was more bridal so i feel like this happened a few days ago and then they were getting their ducks in order for the announcement and i actually really appreciate the planning me too the ring is so stunning and that's what happens when you have a businessman bow just another reason to get a businessman bow it is huge mm -hmm. it's gorgeous not to be annoying so much better than a first one <laughs> and i'm just i'm thrilled for them they really are like a great couple and it's a beautiful story you know they found love in a hopeless place yeah they really did it's a beautiful story i like it was never a matter of like are they going to get engaged it's just like oh when's going to be their time it wasn't a matter of if but just a matter of when yeah so I'm really happy for them I'm so happy for Caitlyn and this is just going to be an exciting next chapter Caitlyn's just the kind of gal who like deserves a happy ending you know yes happy ending I mean not like the massage but we all deserve happy endings though. I think we all deserve happy endings yeah and said Denise Richards and Victoria Justice they yes. collabed on that one <laughs> um yeah, this is a very sweet story. It's great. I'm so happy for them. Mazel tov. Our next story is the latest in Las Vegas residencies. Wait, the latest in Las Vegas residencies brought to you by Nuts.com? Yep. We have found an incredible website that you guys have to check out. Nuts.com is the best kept secret of savvy snackers across the country. They have a variety of really high quality snacks. They're all super delicious. Whether you like dried fruits, nuts, they have chocolate. Like they really have everything and there's every, something for everyone. Um, and it's not just for nut lovers. It's your one-stop online pantry shop. So um, like the pantry aisle has become quite mundane. If you're looking for more elevated snacks, some more, what's the word? Um, eclectic variety of choices, you got to check out nuts.com, the simple and convenient way to have nutritious, delicious, superstitious, <laughs> healthy nuts, dried fruit, flowers, grains, and so many other high quality foods delivered straight to your door. They have healthy kid-friendly snacks like dried strawberries, custom trail mix. Plus they have all the raw, organic, roasted, salted, and candied nuts you can imagine. They even have chocolate dipped, which are my personal favorite. On the website, it's easy to navigate. They have great photos of all the products so you know exactly what you're getting. And it is a family-run business that takes pride in getting you the freshest products available fresh to death they also have gluten-free and vegan options available delivery is super fast most orders ship on the same day they have fresher products than the supermarket so if you want to check it out go to newnuts.com customers can get free shipping on their first order when you text toast to 64,000. so text t-o-a-s-t to 64,000 to get free shipping on your first order from nuts.com that's toast to 64,000. terms apply available at nuts.com slash terms Love it. I love Nuts.com. Now I'm hungry. I need Me a too. little snack. Katy Perry, Luke Bryan, and Carrie Underwood land Las Vegas residencies. Let's oh, unpack wow. these. Katy Perry, Luke Bryan, Carrie Underwood are ready to call Las Vegas their new home. So they have a deal with American Idol, clearly. Yeah, or, um, but Carrie, 
It's just weird that all three of them, like... Oh, I guess Carrie Underwood is American she Idol. She was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The music superstars announced Wednesday that they will be founding headliners at the Theater at Resorts World, a 5,000-seat venue on the Las Vegas Strip, where they will launch concert residences beginning in December. So I have to say, even though Katy Perry's music over the last, like, five years has been pretty disgraceful... Mm-hmm. She does have a sickening catalog of music that is perfect for Vegas. I saw her Prism tour, and it was literally a traveling Vegas residency. It was gorgeous. The songs, the sets, the light-up outfits. Like, it was a residency in the making, and I do think she is going to kill it. Like, she's perfect for it. No, for sure. I would definitely go and see her residency. She has so much early music that's... Iconic. Incredible. And then even the newer stuff, so many... So many misses, but there's a few that like, okay, I could get down to this. Daisies. Daisies. Even, you know, what's grown on me, because I think Cody Rigsby likes it. He plays it sometimes. Is it Chained to the Rhythm? No, but that has grown on me because it's a good spinning song. Because when we're all like this, we're chained to the rhythm. We're literally chained to the rhythm. That was really off key. Chained Chained to the rhythm. It's honestly the worst song. Bone Up the Teeth, the worst. Yeah, that's the one. Cody plays it sometimes. But what other song is growing on you? That's the one. Bon Appetit. It's growing it's on you? It's not growing on me, but Cody sometimes plays it, and I have to listen to it. That's it. No. And I do listen to it. No, Jackie, no. I know. No. I know. I know. Daisy's is so good. Like, for me, that was her redemption. Mm-hmm. Are the Katie stands going to come after us? I mean, once again, that's me. Like, at one point in my life, like, I was so... You were. ...obsessed. Actually, the first concert I ever went to we was know. Katy Perry. I was actually... Honestly, a diehard number one fan. And it was before she was playing. It was a tiny theater. It was Irving, Pl- Irving Plaza. Yeah, it was, was like the hot and cold. I think you went with Alex Persali. I think. did. And she's a toaster. We always talk about her. <laughs> um, it was honestly the best concert ever. Like we were dying, me and Alex, like living our best fucking lives. And it was like she only had released like hot and cold and I kissed a girl. Like that was all we knew. Yeah. Plus her Super Bowl halftime show was so fucking good that it's just like setting her up for fantastic residency. I feel really good about this. Me too. In general. She's also cemented into like a pop icon hall of fame because of that Super Bowl halftime show. Like for us, I feel like, of course, the critics like. They don't like it? I don't think so. Well, the thing is, if, I don't the think critics, as, if the critics don't like something, that means it's good. It means it's creme de la creme, means cream. No, some of you are still from New Jersey. No, no, honestly, creme de la creme is what, let's be real. The critics love the creme de la creme and that's like the sophisticated shit nobody likes. I like heavy cream. That's what the mass Americans like. You like sweet, you, are you following you my like logic? Cream. But are you following my logic? Yes, yes. Like the fancy elite creme de la creme. creme that the critics love, like the lobster. The, the critics love the movie Lobster. That is shit. Mm-hmm. Like I like the shit that the critics hate, but that America loves. Yeah. That's kind of like what Kevin Hart was saying about his movie. Yes. Night School. Yeah. Even though I know you didn't like that movie. I didn't. But maybe it was me. Like, maybe I was just in a bad headspace. I know. I Every time we talk about this, we have the same conversation. Because I was in a really bad headspace <laughs> when I saw Baby Boss 2. And I just know it's a good movie. And I walked out of the theater. But I should have given it a chance. I never saw two. But I saw one. And I really liked that one. And also, Think Like a Man 2. Think Like a Man 1 is one of my favorite movies. Like, it's actually me and Olivia's, like, favorite movie together. It is so good. And I was just, like, in a mood in the theater when I saw the second one. I was like, this is trash. But it's, like, not. Yeah. It's stellar filmmaking. Nice. Just saying. 
Okay, our next Vegas residency, Luke Bryan. I know we talk mad shit about Luke Bryan on the show, but let's we? we not. Yeah, we do. We're always like talentless hack. Like it always goes to Luke Bryan. Like what about Luke Combs? You yeah, know? no, like, he he's is like a ripped in with yeah. like Jason Aldean, where we're just like we don't get it. They're just like played out mainstream country stars, right? But I recently saw my time hop us like going so hard for Luke Bryan at Stagecoach, mm-hmm. and it was an amazing he did an amazing set like and in that moment I remember feeling like okay I get it so I just need to go back to there and be like I get this got a little boom in my big truck gonna open up the doors and turn it up gonna stop my in the Georgia mud gonna watch me making you fall in love get up on the hood of my daddy's tractor up on the two got it don't matter down on the tailgate girl I can't wait to watch you do your thing shaking for the young but sticking in the hunky tongue for the rednecks rocking till the break it's home the DJ cutting that sunshine song come on come on come on shake it for the birds shake it for the bees totally shake it for the birds shake it for the bees shake it for the catfish singing down deep in the trees shake it for the crickets and the critters and the squirrels shake, shake it to, to the moon shake it for me girl oh country girl shake it for me girl we are ready for nashville no we're so ready that's no, i agree so fucking good it is so redeeming it makes up for sunrise sunset <laughs> sunburn repeat that's so boring. that is a disgrace to music making so I actually agree with you. <laughs> While I don't think he deserves to win, you know, Entertainer of the Year, Vegas is a, it's an interesting space, and I actually think he will thrive. But I would argue that Vegas requires Entertainers of the Year. Like maybe, you- maybe. But I would argue that Vegas... Shut up. Like, honestly, I hate arguing <laughs> with you. You're so fucking annoying. Okay. Just shut up, okay? Okay. Okay. You know what I was trying to say. Yes, I do know what you were trying to say. And if maybe they just put some respect on Luke Combs' name once in a while, we wouldn't be so pressed about this. And maybe there would be a Luke Combs fucking residency and I would have to move to Vegas. Move there. Every move. night. Imagine us seeing Luke Combs every single night. <sighs> That's like, a dream. Like, you know how so, like, you have a bar you go to every like weekend in the city? Like That would be our bar. Like Nothing sounds better. Nothing. And then the other re- residency that was announced was Carrie Underwood. Oh, did you not say Lionel Richie? No, I didn't. You made it about American Idol. Yeah, I did. I, I swear on my life I heard you say Lionel Richie in the <laughs> maybe first... I, maybe I did. <laughs> um, we'll she's never gonna, know. She's going to be amazing. Amazing. Even though the music she's putting out right now is of a different elk, and it's very... Um, yeah, it's very elky. <laughs> no, it, it's just um, like faith-based music, and it's slow, and it's like in her feels. But the thing is... As two Jewish queens, we stand faith-based music. Francesca Batelli, I don't, I can't know. Battistelli. Battistelli is a queen. And I know, I don't know if you know this, there's a trend going around on TikTok where people are sharing their trauma with like church camp and just like growing up in youth groups, but they're using a Francesca Battistelli the song. The one, It's Your Life. I've got a couple dents in my fender, got a couple rips in my jeans. And I didn't even know that song, but the trend made me listen to it. That album is so fucking good. And I do feel like you can apply it to your God, you know? I I believe that you can as well. And I don't think it's blasphemous for us to listen to it. No, I don't think so. And some of it, it's just so, like, self-assuring. Like, it's your life. What you gonna do? What are you gonna do? It's your life. The world is watching you every day. The choices you make say what you are and who your heart beats for. It's an open door. It's your life. What you gonna do? The world is watching you. 
beautiful. I agree. Honestly, I think on the plane today, I'm going to listen. I'm going to look out album. the window, but you're gonna cry, cry, and listen to Francesca Battistelli. That's just that awkward. album. That's awkward because I'm going to be like sitting next to you, and you're <laughs> going to be crying. Why? What seat are you in? Um, I'm in the first row. I'm in the third row. So. Oh, okay, so you have your privacy. Yeah. No, but um, Margot flew home. She was in Palm Springs. She flew home on May 5th, which is the anniversary. What? No, it's our dad's birthday, and it was, would have been his 65th birthday. So it was just like a a really hard day, and she was on the plane. <laughs> and in she, a window seat. In a window seat. And she texted me. She's like, I haven't had like a... Every kid who's lost a parent knows, like, there's a moment on, like, a special anniversary or on a birthday where you have a fucking breakdown. And then you yes. move on with your day. Yes. And Margot hadn't had the breakdown yet because she was so busy in Palm Springs. And then she got on the plane and she texted me. She's like, I'm freaking out. Like, I just got on the plane. I'm in a window seat. Haven't had the obligatory breakdown. I said, just lean into it. Put your hood on so nobody sees and takes a picture of you. And you'll be fine. Yeah. You know what? Now that I think about it, I haven't had a breakdown in so long. Mm, Like, I'm due for a big one. Okay, so. And I don't know when it's going to hit me. That's so scary. It could catch me off guard. Part of my trauma is, like, there will be, like, days or weeks that go by where I, like, legit forget. Like, I don't have a dad. And it's, like, I'm such an asshole. Like, but I just have really. But that's called surviving. Yes. But. It was May 4th, the day before our dad's, what would have been our dad's birthday. And my friend Abe texted, FaceTimed me and he's like, oh my God, my dad just sent me the cutest text. And he sent me a screenshot of what Abe's dad texted him. And he was like, Claudia's dad's birthday is tomorrow. And I, and like, I don't know why that set me off, but it's like, it's like, you know, Ellis remembered and he had never even met our dad, but like, it was just so thoughtful that like there are people around you who are like thinking of you and know that those days are hard for you. And that like destroyed me like for hours. I couldn't even watch, I couldn't watch TV. I was in the middle. Bold type? No, this was before I started watching Bold type, which by the way, I finished season three of and we should get into, but just know you never know what's going to set you off and Godspeed to you. Cause I cried and I'm good for like another year. It's been like months. I think I don't, I can't remember. I'm usually on like a, a, a like twice a year type of breakdown. Twice a year basis? Yeah. Interesting. It's seasonal. May is always tough. Yeah, May and October, those are the big ones. But yeah. I got through unscathed. So something. October's coming for Maybe you. it's going to be Father's Day. Oh, that that's a me. tough one. That could hit me like a ton of bricks. That one really bothers me. I'll keep you guys posted. I agree. Um, But the bowl type? Yeah. So I just finished season three. I'm only at one season left. They exposed Pamela Dolan. They... um. Jacqueline like disappeared from the office after like her rogue fall issue. Um, she lost Cat lost city council, and Sutton is encouraging Richard to move to San Francisco. So it's been a lot. It's been a lot. Okay. Yeah. Well, I just without giving too much away, like you have a lot to look forward to. Okay. Okay. What are Sutton and Richard doing otherwise? Um, just like being rich and it's amazing. And he like he bought her a sewing machine and she like won't accept it. But then it's like that's what a partner's for. Like they lift you up and like Richard has all this money and he wants to spend it on you, Sutton. Just say okay. Yeah. I just couldn't relate. I, I've actually found her to be the most relatable character. But the moment she like moved in with Richard, wouldn't use his housekeeper, kept splitting dinners on Venmo, and wouldn't accept his twenty five hundred dollar gift from him, I've never related to her less. Okay. That was a big mistake. Huge. Huge. Okay, fifth and final story, a little documentary news. We're getting one from Pink. Oh my God, that's Pink's great. new Amazon Prime video documentary called Pink, All I Know So Far, offers a rare glimpse backstage as rare. she toured the world in 2019 with her family in tow. So I just want to say, like, a Pink documentary, love to see it. Also, she just put out a new song 
also called All I Know So Far, that is so fucking good chef's gifts premium content. Go listen to it. I'll listen to it on the plane. It, Maybe I'll oh, cry. you'll cry. Oh, really? Like, because it's upbeat. Like, it's also like a running song, a workout song, but it's like, it's so, it's almost like that, the chorus of like, this is me, where it's just like chills, yeah. shivers. Look out, cause here I I feel that, you know, 100%. So it's like, so it's not down in like, it's not a ballad, but it could still get you just as good in your feels. I'm so excited and thrilled that she has a documentary. I, there's a special place in my heart for celebrity documentaries. Some of them have really changed how I see people. They could change the course of history. No, they really can. And I really feel like Five Foot Two, Lady Gaga's, changed the course of history. Like, I thought it was the best documentary I'd ever seen. I cannot watch Joan Rivers' piece of work enough times. I own it on YouTube. So on my phone, every time I'm on a plane, I watch it because, like, what else am I doing? Um, who else's is really good? Um, I actually really like the Justin Bieber YouTube like episodic one. Mm-hmm. I just think they're oh the Jonas Brothers happiness begins, happiness ends, whatever the, the whole thing. Avicii, Avicii. Oh, I never saw that. So so good. Hmm. You should check it out. Yeah, I mean Beyonce's like HBO one was amazing. One of my favorite clips ever is from that documentary where she's just like practicing in the car really quick like a quick vocal warm-up and she sings listen from dream girls and it's probably like the best vocal performance of our generation and she wasn't even crying she was in the car and her laptop was on her lap like it was it's the crazy i watch that clip like when i get drunk and like want to share things on youtube with people and that's like one of my go-to's lives rent free in your head along with your brain lives rent motherfucking free (laughs) and all of the taylor swift miss americana all of her Concert DVDs. Oh, Katy Perry, uh, Part of Me. Mm -hmm. That is one of the greatest documentaries, celebrity or otherwise. She's going through her divorce from Russell Brand. She's on this like crazy world tour at the height of her fame. And you just really get to know her. Also, One Direction. Also, Blackpink. I love when it's interspersed, like documentary, song, documentary, song. Yeah. Homecoming, Beyonce. Documentary, song, documentary, song. Well, in her Amazon upcoming Amazon Prime video documentary, Pink All I Know So Far, streaming May 21st, set your calendars. She gives a rare backstage glimpse as she navigated her history, making beautiful trauma world tour, the second highest grossing world tar- tour of all time. I by love a solo, world tours. By a solo female artist. You know what? I, I mumbled it because I couldn't believe what I was reading and that I didn't know this. Oh, what is it? Beautiful trauma world tour, the second highest grossing world tour of all time by a solo female artist. And what was number one? Reputation by Taylor Swift. Was it? I believe so. How much did it gross? Can you look this up, actually? Okay. Highest grossing female tour. Highest grossing female world tour. Yes, I do believe it is reputation, or it might be Madonna. Yeah, like, just Pink being number two, I didn't... No, that's what I'm saying about Pink. She is such a... Here she is. She's a sniper from the side. Like, she just kills it subtly. Okay. Wow, yeah. So here are all the tours by male, female, group, everything. Number one tour. Can I guess? Of all time. Is it, well, is it like the Beatles? No. I have a few guesses. Coldplay? No. Jay-Z and Beyonce together. No. Taylor Swift? No. Ed Sheeran's Divided Tour. You know what? I don't even, I don't want the stands coming for me, but I went to that tour. Just leave it at that. And that's all I'll say. U2, the U2 360 tour. Oh, did they, you know, slide free tickets into everyone's pockets? <laughs> yep, that's the second biggest. Then Guns N' Roses, not in this lifetime tour. Then the Rolling Stones, a bigger bang tour. Then Coldplay, Head Full of Dreams tour. Roger Waters, The Wall Live, ACDC, Black Ice tour, Metallica, World Wire tour, Rolling Stones, No Filter tour. Then Madonna, Sticky and Sweet tour. And then Pink, Beautiful Trauma World tour. I would have never guessed that in a million years. Then the next two are U2 tours. And then the next one, 
one is Bruno Mars 24 Karat Magic World Tour. What about Reputation? Then Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood's World Tour. Then The Police. Then Elton John. Then Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. And then Taylor Swift's Reputation Tour. That's 19 overall. And but three. Three six. Solo female. All right. Well, Evermore will be number one. You know what I would call those? Interesting factoids. I know. Like so much Metallica. So much Metallica. So much U2. Yeah. I guess there's a reason why they were eligible to give everyone a free album. You know? You have yeah. to have a lot of money to do that. Yeah. Or maybe those free albums really worked and everyone started showing up at the tours. They couldn't get enough. Do you think they're like so embarrassed by that? Because no. they should be. They don't look embarrassed. No, not at all. Aren't Who you is Bono? It's Bono? Yeah. He not Bon Jovi. No, and not Bon Iver. Don't get it twisted. Who the fuck is Bon Iver? It's Bon Iver. Bon Iver, Justin. So Bon Jovi is a man, John not bon, a band. John, John Bon Jovi. And did you know, yeah, and he's not a band. Or he's Journey. No, no. Oh, no. no. Oh, no, no, so no, So we gotta no. hold on to what? Who's that? Bon Jovi. Yeah. And what does Journey sing? Don't stop. You see how that's confusing. You see how that's confusing. Sure. So much glee music, you know? Sure. And then, like, not to get thing, make things crazy, but then there's Aerosmith. So similar. No, but that's Liv Tyler's dad. Yes. American Idol. Mm-hmm. They're Those so were similar. great years of American Idol, by the way. When I was in high school and it was like Liv Tyler, J-Lo. Yeah, Liv Tyler was oh. American Idol judge. <laughs> Steven Tyler, excuse me. Those were good years. And now... Steven Tyler, all he has amounted to is being the punching bag for people who like always say about like middle-aged women who've had plastic surgery. Like they look like Steven Tyler. Like leave Steven out of this. A hundred percent. He's a nice man. Up. He did not sign up for that. He did not fucking sign up for that. Yeah. Um, so in conclusion, celebrity documentaries are good. Pink's is going to be great. Mm -hmm. Respect being put on Pink's name. She's very private, which I love about her because I feel like she has a really good work-life balance and a very healthy you know view on the mm -hmm. world but i am looking forward to getting a glimpse same and i'm just really wrapping my head around the fact that beautiful trauma was the second highest grossing female solo world tour like that i just think doesn't get said enough no she just like keeps her head down and works fucking hard right? and that's what happens that's just so crazy i'll be watching this documentary because i want to see what it looks like to be behind the scenes at the second highest grossing female solo world tour and like why didn't we go to that i remember trying to get tickets i think i had a scheduling conflict because i i, re I remember being like you know what i'm finally at a place where i can recognize my standum for pink and i and i want to go somewhere where, shamed. where i can appreciate it no i don't feel like i was shamed um I just finally knew myself well enough to know that that's something that I would thoroughly enjoy. And then for one reason or another, I couldn't go. What is like the one concert that you have the biggest like FOMO from? Because I have like a story, the Life of Pablo tour for Kanye. Oh, yeah. It's one of my favorite albums like of all time. Like sometimes I'll just randomly put it on. And I said to Ben, I wanted you to go. I'm like, I'm going to get tickets. He's like, no, let me get them for you. And then, you know, life happens and all of a sudden we're laying in bed and you're at the fucking concert and everyone on my fucking Instagram is at Madison Square Garden. And it wasn't Ben. It, it was Ben's fault, but like I should have been more on top of it. And I literally didn't talk to him for like a whole day. I was so mad. And I literally think about that all the time, how I miss that. And I'm so upset. Yeah, I... Went to that concert. It was so good. But I also feel like I didn't appreciate it enough while I was there. Because I was mostly there because Zach really wanted to go. So I was just like being supportive. And, and I enjoyed myself. And I knew some of the songs. But now I appreciate that album so much more than I did then. And so while I'm glad that I saw it, just know like I didn't even appreciate what I had. Well, I've been there at concerts where like I didn't appreciate what was going on. Underratedly, one of the best concerts I've ever been to was at Barclays Center. It was John Mayer. And I've seen John Mayer a million times. But this one was particularly great. Because do you know who opened for him? Philip Phillips. Ugh. 
And that album, Philip Phillips, released after his win on American Idol, is criminally underrated. People should be put in jail for underrating it. Yeah. It's so good. I agree. Two other concerts that I wish that I went to. Obviously, Taylor Swift Red, because that became one of my favorite albums of hers. And the second, and I remember I watched it via Ben's Snapchat stories, wishing like I had gone, was Rihanna's anti Yes. No, 100%. I, and Center. I watched, remember when we used to like go to concerts and put the whole thing on our Snapchat and it's like, who's watching this? No, I was watching that on Ben's, yeah. on Ben's Snapchat story. Don't be ashamed to watch. No, I watched the whole thing. He didn't even have good seats. Oh, shade. <laughs> no offense, like, but I watched it. Um, let's dive into the TV recap segment, which is brought to you by Booty by Bray Bands, your <gasps> favorite brand. My favorite brand. And because I rose and groaned in the gym this morning, I, I really feel as though I can speak to the magic of Booty by Bray Bands. They're changing the athleisure game with their high quality, durable leggings and inclusive approach. Booty by Bray Bands leggings sculpt your body, highlight your curves, and will take your workouts to the next level with the perfect amount of compression and support. They are a brand that prides themselves on, on their inclusive approach, eliminating numbers from the shopping experience because numbers should never define us. You can experience the Booty by Bray Bands signature Croco skin material. The black Croco skin leggings are the perfect black leggings every woman needs in their life, designed to last a lifetime, and you can also shop black Croco skin bike shorts, which are a spring-summer staple. So you worked out this morning in your Booty by Bray Bands. Is that what I'm hearing? I did, and I got some new Booty by Bray Bands sets that are in some sickening colors. I'm bringing one set to Nashville because it's like Good. this burnt orange, and I just feel like everyone's going to be like, oh my God, because every time I wear Booty by Bray Bands, I get most compliments I've ever gotten in my entire life. Wow. So not only do I get a workout where like everything's being held together, but I'm also looking like the cutest snatchler. What more could you want? Um, well, I can tell you what more you could want. A code for 15% off using code TOAST at bootybybraybands.com. That's booty, B-O-O-T-Y, by Braybands, B-R-A-B-A-N-T-S.com. Code TOAST for 15% off. Let's dive into the TV recap. There's really not much to say about The Real Housewives of New York because it was... It was an in-between episode. Like, so much of it was the ladies just getting to the Hamptons. Yeah. Like, they're really dragging things out. But you know what? I really enjoyed it. Like, Sonia and Lou riding out in a convertible. Where was Sonia's luggage? I don't know. Yeah. Um, it was it was an enjoyable episode because I'm really liking the cast and I'm just enjoying seeing the women do whatever. But it does feel really small. Like when the five of them were sitting around that Reiki healer, I was like, damn, there's nobody there. They really need one more person. I know. And you know it's a slow episode when it's one episode, two different healers. Yes, the dog healer and then the Sonia's Reiki. healer and then the Burning Man healer. Yeah, that Burning Man party did look really fun. Amazing. I loved so much about it. First of all, like Ramona is having an amazing season so far just on for so many different reasons. And even when they were doing the healing and everyone was opening up like so deeply, I was getting like nervous for Ramona. Cause like, Me too. she's not always she's capable of that 60 depth. 60 plus. Like what is she doing? Like, doing Reiki. Like, At Burning Man. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. But I thought she, she did a pretty good job. Lou was like making fun of her after like in her face. Cause her voice was being But weird. at least she respected the process enough to like say something semi- constructive yes but I also really feel like that answer was good because I think it led me to understand Ramona a little bit more and why she's so obsessed I have 60 friends because she she said it she's like her only family is Avery her and Mario are no longer married you know she has like a really tumultuous relationship with her parents and then her mom died her upbringing so 
I actually felt like even though Luann was making fun of her, I did understand her a little bit more. And I know that she doesn't usually say the right thing, but I do feel like for the most part, and I know I'm going to regret saying this, like she is well-intentioned. I, I think we are usually wind up there. And I would agree with that. Okay. And so I was just like glad that she didn't like ruin. I was just nervous that she was just going to ruin the vibes because everybody was sharing so deep. much, so deep. And everyone really had, I had a new perspective and new respect for everyone and what they were sharing I actually I loved everything about the party because I love that it like got them dressed up they were so excited to be in Ramona's backyard Leah looked unbelievable yeah like unbelievable yeah I thought it was really interesting to learn that Ebony's apartment is in Tribeca which means it's so expensive but that it's paid for by her ex-fiance yeah nice nice I love that apartment so much and I love that she has a King Charles Cavalier Spaniel I know and I just like I need her to stay in that apartment because it's, I know, it's literally elevating the entire show I think she's moving she won't even sleep in the bed doesn't matter I know she can sleep on the couch but she has to stay in the apartment it's so nice it's so nice and the pups Bruno was just like shook he also was looking at Marley and stuff last night but he was like bring me back to Ebony's place yeah Marley and Coco like fucking on the bed in Ramona's house was so funny Ramona's house does look really good it looks so good when they were doing some aerial shots like it was looking better than ever no in the room that Luann got I was like that's a stunning guest bedroom yeah so I actually really like Ramona's house in the Hamptons. I always forget that she has it. Yeah, no, everything about the episode so far was very, very good. Yeah, it was just like kind of boring. Yeah, they need to move the ball along, but it's only the second episode. But they did kind of set the scene for Leah not getting along with Heather. I didn't know it was because just Leah didn't like that Heather was talking shit about people on podcasts, but not Leah. That's like not your battle. Yeah, it's like if Luann can be okay with it, then why is Leah so upset with it? Also, like... I understand the premise of I don't like a girl who just runs around like sharing what we did behind the scenes. But like the Pirate St. Bart's episodes are from so long ago. They're part of like Real Housewives history. history. Like talking about what happened then has really no bearing on life right now. I agree. So I don't totally get it. I feel like there's more to the story. I Because they're also so similar, Heather and Leah. I would imagine that they've met other, like that they just have. Yes. Maybe there's more to the story that just doesn't make sense for watching on TV. Yeah, they definitely have met each other before and just like didn't like each other. They met each other at the Berkshires. They were sitting next to each other. Didn't oh, yeah. look like they even looked at each other. Yeah. I just feel like sometimes people might be too similar. Yeah. But then a little too different. 100%. <laughs> um, and then Real Housewives of Dallas, honestly, was it was really boring. Like, they spent so much of the reunion, like, looking at bloopers, you know, like when people mispronounce things. It honestly all could have been in one. But the biggest bombshell was obviously Brandy. Yeah. Talking about her pregnancy, how she literally was, you know, drinking a ton for her, the first three months of her pregnancy because she didn't realize she was pregnant. They did a bunch of tests. The baby is totally okay, but it was, like, a, a major concern. Um, That's so scary. It was really scary. And... Then this crazy accident that Brian's mom got into where the way she described the accident, they were hit by an 18-wheeler semi-truck. They, the, the, the truck dragged the car, then the car flipped, and then the truck fell on the car. And Brinkley had like a broken arm and a couple scratches and the mom, the Brian's, Brandy's mother-in-law died. Like it's a crazy story. She's literally said by the grace of God, like Brinkley was fine it was just a crazy story and then they brought up this video which is really why I tuned into the reunion and yeah. I thought Brandy had a really interesting perspective I on plan it. I plan on watching I just knew I wanted to wake up early to work out so I had to prioritize listening to my body sorry after kind of like explaining the whole thing she said like this video was real this from 2018 it was intentionally put out there to hurt me and we all know who did it and everyone was like yeah and then 
Andy was like, who? Like, Brandy, he had no idea what she was saying. And they were like, Leanne, like, this is her go, this is her MO, like, going after people's families. And I thought that was an interesting take, but I don't, they said that she's so bitter, like, that she's not on the show anymore. Like, this is her act of revenge. I don't know. I don't really see what Leanne gets out of it. I don't, I wouldn't purport to know what goes on in Leanne's head. Um, it's confirmed that the video is from 2018, though, and so yes. her and Brian are fine. So she knew that the video was from 2018 because he was in Scottsdale on a joint bachelor-bachelorette party for his sister and brother-in-law. Um, and basically what she had said, like, she's really struggling with it because she feels so, she's so broken. Like, Stephanie said, like, she was out of town when it happened, and, like, she sent their friend over to go check on Brandy, and Brandy was sitting in her nursery in the pitch black holding her baby hysterically crying, like, really sad. Um, but what she said was that, like, it was three years ago, she... Are they kissing in the video? Yes. Okay. And they look like they're dating. Like, they, like they yeah, know each other. Yeah, but it yeah. was just like a hookup. Um, what she had said was that basically Brian has been so there for her these last two years. She would be, you know, remiss, devastated, and heartbroken if she didn't try and have the same kind of grace for him that, you know, he put out to her. So it does seem like that she's going to stay with him and... I don't know. I'm I'm kind of a fan of them staying together. I don't know why. I feel relieved. No, I know. I just think like I married. I don't know. Like if it was me, like goodbye. Like I would literally kill Ben. But she's already seen this video. She knows about this video. She made peace with the. Vi- How do you know that? Isn't that what you said? This video is from a while ago. It's from. I don't know if she had seen it three years ago. They didn't make that clear. Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought that's what you meant. No, I think um, she saw it for the first time on social media, which is really hard. Got it. I don't know. I'm just, I'm kind of rooting for them. I feel like they've, they have like a real marriage and it's always been like up and down. And I don't know. I think that they can get past it. I really do. I'm rooting for them too. And I just thought I had a lot of respect for how she was very upfront with like everything. And then like the baby started to cry and it was just like all so sad. Was like, do you know what, what I mean? How overwhelming. Yeah, just, it's a lot. And then the COVID of it all and having to be in the hotel room. I'm rooting for Brandy. I really am. I think she's, do you think she's going to come back? I don't know. I felt like she wasn't. But then after watching the reunion, her face, everything head on, I kind of feel like she could and she should. She should. Also, I feel and like... And I think sh- she has work to do on her relationship with Tiffany because they had an interesting conversation and I do feel like there could be like a sickening friendship there. I really do. But the Cameron of it all with Tiffany... like it's, she, It was the same. They just didn't stop. And like... Like Cameron screen... Like I love her, but like Cameron screenshots, like they were really cringy. Like all of her paperwork. Like... She was basically trying to say, like, that something Tiffany put up was, like, racist towards white people. And it's, like, Twitter, like, took down the meme. And she's, like, I have a picture of Twitter taking it down. It's, like, girl, stop. Like, it was just, it was nothing of the sort. Do they come to any sort of understanding? They hug. Okay. But then on Twitter, they were, like, being mean to each other again last night. So it was just stupid. Got it. Okay, I'm going to watch. That sounds like what I thought it was It was be. boring. But honestly, it wasn't any more or any less boring than The Real Housewives of New York. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, okay, let's dive into Dear Toasters, our advice segment where we give pretty good advice to people who ask for it and to those who don't. Um, the advice segment is brought to you by Bruch, the Woo-hoo! best electric toothbrush on the market, works great, is so affordable compared to other brushes, which can cost over $200. We give out really good advice during Dear Toasters, but the best advice we could give you is to get a brooch. Join the millions of toasters who have elevated their teeth brushing game with the brooch, which features six unique modes of brushing to customize your entire experience. It comes with a battery life that lasts four weeks. It also comes with a magnetic charging stand and a compact travel case. All of the accessories are very elegant. They don't clutter up your 
sink area. It's very uh, Kim Kardashian approved. Mm. They also offer a subscription program, so you never change to forget your br- you never forget to change your brush head again. They'll ship you a new replacement head every six months, so you're never stuck using a worn down brush head. Their electric toothbrush has a modern, aesthetically pleasing design, and it comes in trend-driven seasonal colors that look great on your bathroom counter. Get 15% off your Bruce toothbrush kit and refill plan when you use the promo code toast at bruce.com. That's 15% off. Use the promo code toast at b-r-u-u-s-h.com. Love it. All right, let's dive into Dear Toasters. I do believe we also have an update today, which I'm very excited about. Hi, Claudia and Jackie. Hi. My boyfriend and I have been dating for a year and we've been living together since August. We're still figuring out the balance of combining our lives and having some independence. My boyfriend's family has a lake house not too far from where we live, which we go to here and there throughout the year. Anyways, his birthday is in June and I also have a bachelorette party to attend in June near his birthday. His birthday falls on Wednesday this year, so I asked if he would want to do the lake with his friends the weekend before so I could go. He said no, he wants to do it the weekend of his birthday week. I asked why he wouldn't want to pick a weekend where I can go, and he said he shouldn't have to explain since it's his birthday. Oh, oh my God. God. Diva. He also said, since I have plans already, it shouldn't matter. I expressed how I feel left out. Sorry, I expressed how I feel left out, and he said why why we can celebrate together on his actual birthday. Am I being selfish or crazy? Uh, okay, this story just got weird, because at first I thought he was just being like a big baby about his birthday. Like, no, I wanted that weekend. But it sounds like he actually wants you to not come. Right, like it's a boys thing. You'll celebrate Wednesday, and then you'll be at your bachelorette party. He'll be at his boys weekend. Um, are there other girls going? Are other girlfriends going? Is it just going to be you and his friends? In which case, like, I do understand him. But I just wish he would communicate that. Like, it's not bad to say I just want to be with the boys. yeah. But communicate it. Yeah, and also, like, if that's what he wants and there's nothing, like, nefarious. That's my favorite word during Dear Toasters. It is. Is it nefarious or is it not nefarious? You know what my favorite word is during Dear Toaster? Layered. Because <laughs> it is. It's always layered. And here's the thing. You need to evaluate everything. Is it nefarious? Of course, you've got an issue. If it's not nefarious and he just wants a weekend with his boys, like, take the weekend off. Enjoy it. Like, yeah. why are you complaining? But we need communication. No, but we also need communication from her. Like, what's the setup? Is it just boys? Is it girlfriends? What goes down at the lake? Is there like a local pub? What goes down at the lake? Take me to the lakes where all the poets went to die. Are they, I don't be- you don't belong. Are they going to see where the poets went to die? Because that doesn't sound nefarious. That sounds like a nice bonding experience amongst men. 100%. But the way that he's acting like, I want my birthday on this weekend is not, is very childish. So that to me is just a little annoying. No, but just maybe you haven't thought yet that he just wants to be with his boys, in which case you should be supportive. Mm -hmm. But if there are other girls going and he's making it impossible for you to come, like that's fucking shysty. Agreed. Hi, Claude's Jackson Doctor for Chairman. How you doing? Some would say shysty. Others would say nefarious. (laughs) Some would say nefarious. You're right. Next up, I'm writing to you with a unique predicament. I feel totally stuck in my situation. Bear with me as I break down the story of my strange neighbors. My strabers. I made that up. I just didn't want her getting credit for it. (laughs) I recently moved into an apartment and my unit is at the end of the hallway. Across from me is an older couple who by all means seemed sweet when I first moved in. This is like the movie The Duplex with Drew Barrymore and Ben Stiller. Have you seen it? No. It is criminally underrated. It is the fucking funniest movie. Everyone should watch it. They haven't gone outside their apartment since last year because of COVID. They have every grocery item delivered, trash picked up from the door, and even laundry delivered. Because they're stuck inside the house, their doors are wide open. But sorry. 
because they're stuck inside the house, their doors and windows are always open. So when I come, when I come in and out of the hallway, they are always flagging me down to chat. Because my unit is at the end of the hallway, I have no choice but to pass them every time I leave or enter. Conversations seem to grow longer and longer every time I take one foot out my door, which drives me crazy. I try to act rushed, but they always throw those crazy long stories on me, and I don't want to be mean by cutting them off. I just don't have the backbone to say, hey, I really got to go now. They clearly have no interaction with the outside world, and they take it out all out on me when I honestly don't have the time for hallway chatter that can sometimes take up to 15 minutes every time I leave. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Since I moved in, I've noticed they've been weirdly copying things that I do. First off, I drink celery juice every morning. After a week of moving in, my neighbors started having celery juice delivered every morning. When I first moved in, I noticed they liked a specific type of music. As soon as I told them I like Taylor Swift, all they play now is Taylor Swift loud enough so that I can hear. When I sleep in past a certain hour and haven't left my house yet, they text me, Hey boo, are you okay? I hate that they seem to monitor my every move. One of the weirdest things is that I left my window open one day when it was really hot and my neighbor straight up told me that he took that opportunity to look inside my apartment and made all these comments about what he saw. Every time I have a friend over, their music immediately turns off and I know it's because they're trying to eavesdrop. They have even quoted things I've said in private conversations no. to people within my apartment. They're not afraid to admit it. I don't mean to be a bitch, but I hate these neighbors. Oh, sorry. No, I hate that these neighbors seem obsessed with me and are constantly cornering me with lengthy conversations every time I step foot out of my apartment. I can't ignore them. Trust me, I've tried. And what do I do about the obvious eavesdropping? A toaster seeking privacy and peace. I think there's a multitude of things going on here because at first I was about to be like, girl, you are a bitch. Like, these people have not left their house in a year. Yeah, like, I was just going to say, wear headphones when you leave. No, and like, okay, give them five minutes. Like, it's, some, like, it's, it's a nice thing. But the music and the, the eavesdropping. Not being able to have a conversation in your own home. Looking that's into your window, you got to move. Yeah, that's, it's as simple as moving. Yeah, and whether or not you like love your apartment, there's a better one. And it doesn't include nosy neighbors. I totally agree. Because you can't tell off old people. First of all, they won't even understand what you're saying. And two, it's so disrespectful. Yeah. You have to move. That's, it's as simple and as complicated as that. It's not, yeah. You know what? This is not layered. I don't see another path forward right. other than moving. A hundred percent. So pack your bags. Hit, you know, apartments.com and check it out. Yeah. All right. Final one is an update from the toaster writing in. Um, oh, so former toaster writing and following up about my boyfriend that's in the FBI and never posts pictures of me. Mm. First off, I screamed when I heard Claudia read my email and laughed so hard hearing the advice. You ladies are exceptional. It truly was the reality check I needed. Okay, so for those who remember, her boyfriend has like a really serious job in the FBI and he never posts her on social media because he's like just protective and that's just not what he does. And because we gathered, he's probably like seen some shit yeah. and is like smarter than the rest of us to know not to put your personal life And out she was there. just like all butthurt about it when we literally told her what a blessing this is. Like thirsty thirst traps on Instagram for men. It's just like, you have no idea what a gift it is to have a boyfriend who hates social media. 100%. So she said, you ladies are exceptional. It was truly the reality check I needed. My sober self was so appreciative and listened. And then my drunk self fucking let loose on him in the middle of a bar. It was so bad. Like truly embarrassing thinking back about it. The next day we talked things through and we were able to discuss reasons why me not being on his social media bothered me so much. And it was super beneficial. It's been a month since my blow up. And without me even asking, he has created an Instagram handle under his middle name this past weekend. Only his close friends know it's him. So you can't find him by searching his actual name middle ground I didn't even know existed and since creating the account he has posted pictures of him and our dog it's fine but where am I just kidding I'm truly over <laughs> it and I don't care <laughs> plus our dog is the most precious gem of a canine so I understand looking back I can hear you both snatchler learn your lesson fellow toasters always follow the steed's advice 
Signed, a dramatic drunk. This girl's funny. I'm glad that she can laugh at herself. I, I real. That's what it is. The beauty of Dear Toaster sometimes is that like it really does take a third party perspective with no personal interest in the matter to give you like a fresh perspective. And I felt like this was actually some of our best advice. I totally agree. It's nice to see things from someone else's point of view. I'm glad that it all worked out. And also, even though like our advice was just to like appreciate what you have, sometimes you even if it's still bothering you, yeah. You know, feelings sometimes are illogical. So if you have to share that, get it off your chest. I'm glad you guys found a path forward um communication is key again yeah. communication make sure it's not nefarious period 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 make sure it's not nefarious <laughs> and you know what i hate when things are nefarious oh that's when the problems start <laughs> So that was your toasters. If you guys ever want to write in a problem that you're having or you want to update us with some of the advice we've given you, email deartoasters at gmail.com and we will do our best to get all of your inquiries up on this here stage. Yes. That is our show. It is our last in-studio show of the week. Tomorrow, we will be coming at you with a podcast-only episode from, what do they call Nashville? The... Music City. Mu from Music City. Um, we hope you guys have a great day. We'll see also, you tomorrow morning. new episode of The Redheads drops tomorrow morning. Woo! So if you're looking for some extra content, the girls will be back together being hysterical. There's also new episodes of Mood with Lauren Elizabeth and Margaret Joseph's podcast, Caviar Dreams, and Raven and Alexis. Raven came on the podcast to chat about her wedding. Mazel tov. So check out all the Toast News Network shows and have a great day, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the millennial morning show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So whether you listen on podcasts, store, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places where you listen to podcasts, find us the morning toast, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. We hope you have an amazing day. Say bye, Theo. Bye, Theo. Goodbye. Goodbye, bye, guys. Bye, 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 bye. bye.